Welcome back to the Spicy PL Podcast. This is episode 60. Big Joe Cap. Big Babble. It is Sunday, November 7th. When are you flying out, Joe, for Worlds? 7 p.m. tonight, dude. This is a last chance pod. Last ditch pod. <laughs> you can title it last ditch pod if you want. He's uh, He's been focusing on his training. I've been focusing on living out here in the woods. It's been a little while since we got a pod out. <laughs> You've been focusing on shooting bears with your new bow. Yeah, I got a bow and arrow. I'm, I'm ready for fucking hunting. <laughs> yeah. But uh, first, let's shout out Quest. Quest Nutrition and Athletics, our headline sponsor. They've been uh, providing us supplements and support for the podcast. We appreciate them and hope that you check them out. Quest-nutrition-athletics.com. They got that hardcore. They got that nitrous. They got your... uh, BCA Extreme. BCA it's quest-nutrition.com. Quest-nutrition.com. Yeah, and spice. Right. Yeah, you should get that right. Spicy, spicy 2021 will get you five percent off on a single unit on either one of the three supplements that we're promoting here. And then cap with two P's 2021 will get you ten percent off all if you add all three to your cart or you just click the stack. Um, I'm gonna talk to to james and see if we can get the five percent to work on if you just buy two if you don't want all three but for now that's how it's working so check them out um they sent me a good box of uh, (laughs) of all three for worlds so i got an extra suitcase full of supplements for me and scott to drink while we're at the airbnb (laughs) and if we're going to talk about packing supplements last night we uh we were packing um, individual servings of protein and it was, uh, you know, they were in Ziploc bags and we left them out on the counter while we went to get dinner. And then when we came back, the bags were all torn open. So it looks like we might need to borrow your cat. Ronnie back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we haven't had mice in two years. Yeah. And now the they're mice, back, dude. They only want the bodybuilding food, you know, like when we were first, first, like, hunkering down with the covid uh we had this like folding table we set up for all the food we just had like bags of rice and like boxes of pasta and sleeves of bagels and they only went for the good shit like they would eat the bagels with us in the breakfast like they were training with us yeah it was rice bagels yeah you know like it's it's not boston is you know notorious for having you know rodent issues everywhere even in the nice parts of town you know we keep our house clean michelle shout out michelle comes every couple weeks we're kind of we're kind of spoiled in that where me and louise um have a have a cleaning lady come and she's awesome she's become like a a good friend but uh so the place is clean it's just we live in like a hundred year old house and there's just ways in that uh that you wouldn't really find in a in a new house like you know, maybe those nice houses up in Pepperell. Yeah. No, we, we got, well, Ronnie killed two mice. Yeah. But I'm surprised anyway, that it ate the protein. I've never seen that. Mice eating it was one of those, there. Cass has one of those proteins with um, cookie bits in it. The Chips Ahoy cookie oh bits. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, those mice must have been all, 
They must have been in heaven. <laughs> yeah, dude. That I think that was the thing. They got a sniff of that those cookie bits, that ghost protein. Oh, yeah, I didn't want to say anything about ghost protein. You know, obviously, you know, I have so many different types of proteins, like every company. Yeah. You know, I stick to Quest for the other stuff, but you know, Synergy Five by Five is is a yeah. staple. But if I keep it real, I got Synergy Five by Five from Sherman. But you know, that's only in in a in a strawberry flavor, which which I drank so much over my lifetime. I like to mix it up. So I got some ISO 100 chocolate and Cassie likes the uh, Chips Ahoy ghost protein. And she was packing some stuff because she's going to run and stuff while we're in Norway. But they like the Chips Ahoy bits, dude. They didn't go for my stuff. They didn't go for the... <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, no. The thing with the hard, I'm bringing the whole... I'm bringing the whole tub of hardcore. Oh, okay. So you didn't individually pack them. It's it. No, I was like, me and Scott are going to drink so much. Hard so he's bringing a thing of nitrous. I'm bringing a thing of hardcore. Okay. So we don't have to both bring one. But uh, I like overfilled. I mixed like two hardcores to get, uh, together in one so we can oh, drink okay. like three a day. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all bunking, bunking together. How far are you from the venue? Uh, not far. No. I, you know, I, my, my first open world was in the city. So I'm pretty comfortable with what we're doing. Like that time I was so nervous. I stayed in a hotel that I could walk to the venue from, which was the meat hotel. Now the meat hotel is different. So you have to shuttle either way, which most of the USVI team is at, but, um, me and Scott, we just found such a good deal on a place with a kitchen and like real size beds. This is another, when you stay in Norway, you don't get a real size bed. Sometimes you get like those little, you know, kind of beds you can push right. together or pull apart. Yeah. yeah. So, um, especially when we got the old ladies with us. So <clears throat> we got a place in town. The city center is not far. They got a really great bus system there that we rode around on like eight years ago. Um, and like, there's a bus stop right in front of the venue. So I'm not really worried or, or we can use Uber or cabs. So it's gonna be good, man. So Thanks, Quest, for the care package. Check them out. Um, I see that sick sweatshirt you're wearing. Yeah, J. Mike, J. Mike finally, <laughs> he, he hooked it up. Well, not finally, but I finally received the care package because it was sitting at your place for a while. Yeah, I sent it up via um, via Luis delivery yeah, last Luis night. Yeah, swung by last <laughs> night. We went to Burgatory. <laughs> we had some burgers, hung out. Um, dude. My girlfriend's actually pretty impressed with the quality. She was, she was, she was touching. She was like, that's actually really thick. Dude, I'm impressed with the quality. That yes. sweatshirt, that hoodie that you have on, he said is the high end mm -hmm. stuff that he's doing. I have on this, this crew neck yeah. sweater, which is, I, he didn't even know, but I, I love crew neck sweaters. I wear them like every day. Yeah. This one's pretty sick. I'm, you know, whatever you think this logo means, whether J Mike or something else, I'm a fan of both. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I like this one. Um, I the bench but yeah, you get, you got that. <laughs> yeah. I got a bench only fans <laughs> hoodie as well. Yeah. So yeah, man, thanks. Shout out J Mike again. J Mike's not yeah. a sponsor of the pod. He just, he, uh, he likes to send us some stuff because we give him some shout outs. He said he gets some orders from the Boston area. So check out his new stuff. This, this, this new winter stuff is really, really nice. I mean, just the quality of the sweatshirt alone is worth it, man. J Mike is the man and he'll custom print screen print you something if you want with your name on the back of that hoodie or whatever. Yeah. So just hit, hit up J Mike, Mr. Athletic over everything on Instagram or check out his website. If you want to order. Yeah. After he sent us all a show, we got to give him a shout out. He's also a dedicated yeah. fan. Like he listens 
he listens to the pod, you know. So dude, he wants him, us to he know. wants us to get on to uh Twitch. I know. But like I told him we're too busy to figure out anything. Yeah, we can't <laughs> we can't be doing shit live. We can, but you know, how many people are gonna actually watch it live? Like we're doing this shit at weird hours. Yeah, like when we do it at like one AM, it'd be like J Mike and Mayhar. Like maybe we could maybe we could do like one Twitch a month or something. Like if we're gonna Yeah. We could do like a a Twitch like people do Twitch training things too, right? Yeah. Yeah, Ben your boy Ben Rice. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's all about it. That guy's, that guy's <laughs> sick. He's sick in the We gotta guy. take some pointers from him. I know L S is on the Twitch, but um Yeah. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll we'll talk about the pod in 2022. Yeah. Well, let's focus <laughs> on forward. fucking worlds. Well, there's the a world. lot of shit going on right now. Yeah. So there's a couple. We're going to do some open worlds um, predictions. I think we'll probably be the only podcast, at least in the U.S., English-speaking podcast that's going to do equipped worlds predictions. I'm sure there's some European podcasts who will talk about it, but um, we'll do that at the end. We want to cover some quick topics before we go so um i was alerted that there was a podcast and it's probably similar size to ours and and i just want to start off by saying i have no issues with the guys who are on the podcast it was actually a, it seems like they have a decent podcast and they're three texas bros abraham anas and joshua del rosario um that's three guys abraham asi anas anbar and joshua del rosario chalk my back and they're a Texas-based podcast, and they talk a lot about Texas State championships, um, you know, like just general powerlifting stuff like we do, USAPL suspension. I, I mean, they just talk a lot about um, – they, they have, like, guests that are, like, Texas guests, like a guy who owns a gym in San Angelo. Mm-hmm. Um, they had Jay Mike on, episode 18 of season one. So you kind of get the idea. It's a very Texas-centric podcast which is cool we love texas right Mm. so i got a text to listen to season two episode nine they had this gentleman keone denji's on and this guy replaced scott dobbins as the texas state chair so he's chairing usapl texas co-chair with christy newman cardella who is is a is a really great lifter from the past and uh She's been to multiple IPF worlds. She might have won a junior worlds. Her husband won open worlds, and they're just great for Texas powerlifting and collegiate powerlifting. They're still heavily involved. Um, so they bring him on to like interview him, and he just starts talking about all this weird shit. So, like, I didn't listen to this podcast, so this is I listened to the whole thing, which is that's you know I don't listen to shit. You hate listening to podcasts. I hate listening to podcasts, but I listen to an hour of this pod. And that's the thing. The three guys that do it, they're all right, and they're just like peppering him with questions. His answers were so asinine. So (laughs) So nothing against the podcast. You just think this guy's a little this guy sucks. He was like he was like saying Yeah, he was like talking trash about a lot of judges and stuff, and I can't remember. But then specific stuff he says was like, you know, they were asking him like what he thought about USVI and like what he thought about Kim Walford. And first of all, this guy throughout the whole podcast, I don't think he got one name of one person he supposedly personally knows correct the whole time. So he spoke on Kim Walford, <laughs> and he said that she started USVI powerlifting because she's on drugs. 
And uh, that was just like shocking. And, you know, people had actually texted these guys, you know, you should take this podcast down because most this guy said some of the most heinous shit and he doesn't know anything about powerlifting. So that was crazy. And like, you know, a lot of stuff was said about Kim and I was, I was pretty frustrated two, three years ago when she went to USVI. Um, I knew it was political stuff, disagreements um, with the USAPL. But one thing I would never have said or thought of is that Kim was pissing hot. It's just not in the realm of possibilities. So that was pretty disgusting to do. Not really, you know, really kind of disappointed with that. And, and Kim and USVI powerlifting has listened to this. And I don't know what they're going to do, but they're not happy with that stuff at all. And then he was like talking about how Texas is so great and they have the best gear lifts in the world. And he actually said no disrespect to Blaine or Joe cap. And I was like, do I know this fucking guy? Cause I definitely don't. And, uh, but he was like, you know, Texas should have their own world team. <laughs> and I was like, yo, that's so stupid. And he's like, you know, we got Charles Akpaga. Akp- he was trying to say Charles Akpoko's name, yeah, but he couldn't do it. <laughs> he couldn't do it. And he was just like named, it was kind of like he was taking credit for how great Texas is as a state and powerlifting, but he's really had nothing to do with it. And um, part of where this guy has come from, apparently he had like, his stories that he had lifted with Johnny Graham on like the Fort Hood powerlifting team back in the day. And then he was gone for a few years as an adult. And then his son is now a powerlifter. Mm-hmm in the youth division and he came back to coach his son and then he's got back involved refereeing and stuff, which is fine. But what I heard is that this guy was kind of like, just kind of the guy weird guy in the corner. Mm. And while the Fort hood guys were doing their thing and he was never really involved and he tries to paint the story, like he was involved. Um, another thing he said was like, like how, you know, USAPL meets should get bigger and we should do more super total meets. And so um, the hosts were like, oh, what's a super total meet? Yeah, I think most of our listeners know what a super total meet. A super total refers to a five lift meet. Yeah. So Olympic lifting plus plus raw. And so he goes, well, you know, super total, like just just whoever lifts the most, whoever lifts the most, (laughs) just just go, just go get them. And I, I was just like, wow, this guy. So he's a Texas state chair and I can assure you, he does not know a damn thing about powerlifting. So he's also like, well, from what I know, he's failed the uh, state ref exam like multiple times before he passed. And now he's a national ref, which is really sad. No one should fail that. If they do, they shouldn't be allowed to be a national ref. And uh, he's supposed to be co-chair with Christy Cardella. And he can't even, he couldn't even say her name correctly. He was calling her like Christine Cardell or something like it was just one of the most shocking interviews I've ever listened to. And I wish I wrote more notes down, but you know, in summary, I'm pretty upset by the stuff he said about Kim USVI and that he, he has this uh, future plan. He was talking about his future plans for USAPL. Like he has dick to do with anything about how there's going to be big money, super total meets and a Texas world team or something. And it was just kind of like this asinine stuff. So if anybody's listening to this, take the podcast down. It's gross. And this guy should be removed as Texas state chair. And I think there's people that are asking for that. So I just want to talk about, talk about that a little bit, you know, just, I know you didn't listen to it, Alex, but yeah, well, I mean, 
leave it up so people can listen. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's pretty, it's pretty entertaining. I mean, make your judgment for yourself. I mean, but I, you know, this guy, I, I don't even know this guy, but after I heard it, I was like, I have to put this guy on blast. <laughs> like I, I have to blast this dude. So make it official blasted. This guy yeah. sucks. This See you later. That guy. But again, I mean, that's, that's the thing. I mean, that's yeah. a, well, our next topic. We're going to talk about USAPL. Like USAPL has great leadership in some aspects and then it's a real letdown in other aspects. And they yeah. just, so, a you know, percentage when it, when it's a small group of people that are running something, the majority of the people are freaking awesome. But you know, as the saying goes, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. We got a couple links. They yeah. got a couple links. I guess I'm still in the USAPL. So we can- <laughs> <laughs> they got a couple links. Yeah. Be careful. Well, anyway, <laughs> The next topic we want to talk about is actually, you know, this morning, Sunday, November 7th, the IPF held the Extraordinary General Assembly, which basically means an extra General Assembly, because they typically would run it on this day, the day before Open Worlds begins, but they had moved it to be run at Classic Worlds, which is fine, because Classic Worlds, there's just more people in attendance because of all the divisions that they compete. Yeah. You know, you, you, and, and they saved more, this I think one topic though, right? They saved this one topic because they the didn't have it together. Extraordinary gentlemen, it yeah. Like. <laughs> so there was a vote to remove the USAPL permanently as a member nation instead of letting them serve their suspension, which I think was 12 months. Mm-hmm. So, you know, basically read between the lines that makes room for another federation to be started. And I think people have seen online that there's a, there's a new federation that's, at least exists on paper it's called powerlifting america and it's it's run by some gentlemen we know personally and we could talk about yeah. that a little bit but this meeting well, apparently happened on it too well yeah people were shitting on it but you know <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll say <laughs> we'll talk about what that is but you know basically the uh the meeting required two-thirds of the member nations in attendance to vote uh, affirmative to remove the USAPL. So what I didn't know about the meeting is that Larry uh, Melee, Priscilla Ribic, and Dan Gordreau, um USAPL leadership was actually there. Um, and, you know, you, I guess they were hoping that would make a difference than more of like a silent vote. So it seemed like there was a, some discussion like an hour or two and the vote came in 24 in favor zero opposed and four abstains mm-hmm. or 23 in favor zero opposed four abstentions so um yeah the usapl is out of the ipf official no suspension no more waiting um usapl meets will no longer and i think ever be a route to international competition it's over it's over it's done it's done. So <laughs> there's, not, there's not much to say about that. Um, you know, there's the USVI lifters who are not part of USAPL. They could decide to go back or they could go to a new federation or they could stay. In, the good thing is we could just stay in USVI. Um, they're welcoming enough where I could, I could uh, lift with uh, USVI's federation and go there nationals and, and try to get an equipped team rolling there with yeah. Ian and some other guys who are already going to stay. Be the island, you know that's for life. That's an option. So, um, I think that the, the top level lifters, their options, and you know, it, 
maybe some of the, the up and coming raw lifters or some of those fringe lifters who maybe they get second or third at nationals and they still want to go to their first worlds. You know, those are people who really like have to think about what they're going to do. Um, so it's, it's, it's crazy, but um, you know, there, yeah. this was done to make room for another federation, which is called powerlifting America. And uh, what did you see online about it, Alex? Well, I know people were first first off shitting on the logo. Like it looked like it, <laughs> it looked like you know if you just googled like different like America and like things like that, it was like just stock images thrown together and like just like hastily hastily yes. put together and kind of like you know half ass looking. So people were shitting <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah, a logo was leaked, and it was like a Google stock image of Lady Liberty surrounded by um, a circle of stars, and you know, yeah. Powerlifting America was kind of cutely affixed in there. Hit, hit me up; I know somebody. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're working on it. Um, but, and then there was a fake website, fake right? Website Do you remember was hilarious. that? Yeah, it was great. Someone made a fake website for the for the new Fed, and basically just kind of made a mockery of it you know we don't do any drug testing we exist solely to be a platform for elite lifters to get to the ipf like we have no meats we have no meats <laughs> we have no judges we have no, you know. yeah um <clears throat> i think it's funny because you know obviously when something starts new there has to be room for growth and you know i think it is odd that i don't know maybe these some people are expecting if it's not USAPL, maybe it's a fed that already exists and has infrastructure, mm -hmm. but like, what is powerlifting infrastructure? Because 15 years ago, <laughs> USAPL was a ragtag organization with zero infrastructure. And so that's a relatively short time that they're into like, you know, they're the large, you know, they're still a nonprofit, but they have a very large infrastructure nationally. Um, you know, and uh, it's it's a relatively short time. Years ago, like it's been yeah, just growing and growing and growing. I mean, I did I did meets where we were using like Texas Power Bars and rusty pound plates, and there were no computers or projectors, and the meets were run off pencil cards, and then you were mailing meet results in, and that was getting to USAPL somehow, and you know the old website. I mean. You just should have seen some of the stuff. So I think it's funny that people will do like, of course, USAPL is the greatest infrastructure. They've, they've had kind of a monopoly on, you know, legitimate drug, you know, all of drug tested powerlifting in the US. There's other legitimate avenues of powerlifting, but they're non-tested. Like, you know, I'm not going to go and say that the meets that John Hack and Dan Bell do aren't legitimate. Those are awesome. It's just a totally different sport at this point. So they've kind of had a monopoly on, you know, most people want to compete. You know, I think it is kind of a fact that most young people who are into lifting weights want to compete naturally at this point. I mean, that's just what the numbers say. So they've kind of had a monopoly on that. And so obviously they have the most money, the most infrastructure, you know, like I posted a picture of the Arnold in 2011 and it was just a black curtain with a projector behind it. And we thought that was cool. And then I juxtaposed that with a picture of the Arnold from 2020 and how awesome it is. And, um, you know, that's just uh, years and years of working to have a bigger member base and have more revenue and then be able to afford bigger productions and audio spectrum and a lot of other things and Gino and, you know, better live streaming and all this stuff.
So, I mean, I think it's kind of like juvenile to poke fun at a new fed because I think with the people who are running it, like big Mike, Mm -hmm. who is the brainchild of a lot of how meets improved over the last 10 years, Uh, like Massachusetts, when big Mike took over a state chair and he started running meets was kind of a leader in technology and running multi-platform meets and stuff. Mm -hmm. You got to think USAPL wasn't even able to run multi-platform meets at nationals 10 years ago. Um, and Mike was doing it in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and he's, you know, with, with that in mind and him being a part of the new fed, I think, you know, maybe not in 2022, I think the meets will look pretty. The meets will be memes. There will be pictures of the meat setups and they will be made fun of, but in two to three years, I think that just because of the way it's laid out politically, doesn't matter your meat quality. It matters if you have IPF recognition or not that lifters will start to slowly trickle over revenues will go up on the new side and revenues will go down on the USAPL side. And it's just going to slowly bleed out. And, you know, all these people were talking about, well, USAPL is going to do money meets and USAPL is going to do the Europas and the Arnold. Well, guess who else does all that stuff? USPA. Okay. They do the fit expos. They do all that stuff. They do, you know, piddly dink cash prizes and stuff like that. And, you know, they're a good fed. I coach lifters who do their stuff, but is that the USAPL ceiling now? You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard for me to tell, you know, because they do have such a strong, just such a strong base, especially with raw. Right. And the fact that if you want to be raw and drug tested and lift in a legitimate federation, the USAPL in the U S the USAPL seems like the place to be. And USAPL nationals is, you know, arguably for raw, just like just as competitive as worlds or close to close to as competitive. For yeah. It's like we dominate. Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's hard for me to tell. I think, I think if it does transfer over to a new federation, it's going to be very slow, very slow. And I think the USAPL will have opportunities to try to like stop that bleed. <laughs> I don't know it, if they can make really big money meets and all that. And Yeah, the 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 meets have the the money meets got to get bigger. Even like the cash purse that was announced like earlier this year, whether it was like you know two hundred grand, but it was it's if it's spread over six meets and then it's spread over you know four divisions, you know it's spread over forty eight times or something. Mm -hmm. It's not enough money, I think. But you know maybe in twenty twenty three there'll be more money and more money and more money. I don't know, you know. But I think both exist hopefully but sure. but what what's going to happen is and i i think the equipped side is is going to be i think the equipped lifters you know m- we're mostly equipped lifters already like tuned out like any chance of making money or being popular in the sport we just love equipped lifting so i think the equipped lifters are either stay usvi or lift in the new fed the raw lifters are where it's, it's going to be interesting to see, interesting to see, because all you need is like one really popular raw lifter, like take Russ or for example, mm-hmm. or just, it could be anybody. I'm not saying he's going to be the one, but take him, for example, he does PA Nats or pack Nats and goes to worlds. Then I think then it starts to be like, okay, everybody's going to start to go, mm-hmm. you know, if, if the top lifters stay USAPL, then they might have a chance, but all it takes is one. So the odds are not, great you yeah. know and i think all those those lifters at the top levels they 
they want to win worlds i think yeah i mean maybe a year goes by and they're like oh you know don't worry about worlds but you know it's like it's like jay mike like how he had to sit on the sidelines and watch bench worlds this year once you watch one go by and you're not a part of it you're really going to start to second guess like your decisions or i need to be there or really just get that fomo so it's worlds man at the end of the day, like, you know, you could lift for USVI or you could go another route, but, uh, people want to lift for, for the American under the American flag, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so. tell me if you didn't know Jay, Mike, uh, if you didn't know big Mike or like the person that made this fed, would your opinion be the same? You wouldn't be jumping the shit on shit on him a little bit. I don't know. I can't say dude. I think, yeah, I, I can't say, you know, cause we know, you know, he's in, I think, hot water, I think, right. He's in hot water, but I think it, I, I think that's really unfair. It, it, he, he was a contractor for the USAPL, and they're going to sue him over, I don't know, something. But he brought a lot of the, the ideas and, and technical, you know, things to running the meets. You know, the USAPL leadership didn't, doesn't have, didn't have a plan to run these big meets prior to bringing – there's other people, John Dario and, and Scott and and people that and trey cunningham who they canned um people that helped them with the technological side when usapl nas was growing every year and they they really were reactive like the meat kept getting bigger and bigger and they were reacting every year like how are we going to do this how are we going to do this and that people always argued whoa the qualifying tools the qualifying tools the only reason the qualifying tools kept going up is because of logistics not because of any competitive aspect of powerlifting they wanted to keep they needed to keep the meat around a thousand lifters or it wouldn't be able to exist so i mean it, it was it was a reactive process and those guys you know group of people did a really good job of keeping the technology you know caught up to the amount of lifters and running a six platform meet you know like with live streaming and with video and audio and lighting and and i mean a lot of shit had to go down. People think that shit happened overnight, or these young lifters think it's always been like that. There was some growing but it, I remember what the meets were like. But I think, you know, you keep that in mind, and you think that, you know, one of those people is going to be building a new infrastructure with a new Fed. I think it's going to take a long time, but I think five years from now, the conversation is going to be a little different. But that's, that's, that's you know, in a fair game. It, if the game isn't fought fair, and, and people's hands are tied by legal issues mm-hmm. or the USAPL. I don't know what the USAPL's options are right now over this vote. You know, they can do the people starting a new federation. They can s- try to go to court arbitration of sport and try to appeal this vote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so maybe, maybe there's another year of, you know, behind the scenes stuff that we'll never really know much about. Yeah. So so maybe it does take five years to see a clear picture, but it's a weird time. Very weird. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Bunch of island boys now. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's easy. Boy. I mean, I, my plan is to to lift at this meet next week, which I'm leaving for tonight. And then kind of if, if I qualify for World Games, that's going to be my last competition. And I'll, you know, by default, I'll be lifting for the Virgin Islands. And that's fine with me. I... You know, I'm not from the Virgin Islands, but I get to lift, you know, with Gene Bell as my coach 
and uh, you know, Kim running the Federation and I have a lot of respect for what they've done in powerlifting. And so to me, it's, it feels, it feels good to, to continue like that for these two meets. And, you know, I've been honest with them. Like Kim was like, Hey man, you should, you should like come to our nationals and help spread the word on equipped lifting and help people. I was like, I'd love to do that in the future, but I'm not going to be competing like long-term, you know? So I mean, I've been pretty honest with that. So I don't know if I'll ever be faced with the decision, which nationals I'm going to go to, you know, Um, I don't really care, but you know, if I was 25 and and this is where like the stuff I was talking about comes into play. Like I respect Larry and Priscilla and Dan and Josh Rohr um, and think they, they, they mean well, they care about us. They've done a lot of stuff for, uh, you know, elite groups of lifters for a long time. So USAPL, you know, I always have respect for them. I'm never going to directly shit on them. You know, I just have to call it like I see it, like what I think is going to happen. But also in the USAPL, like I don't have extreme loyalty because of some of the other groups of leadership, like, you know, Paulie Steinman and Zach Cooper. And I don't even care anymore. I'll just name people like people who are going to be a big part of the Federation in the future. I don't really care for you know um and then on on the other side there's there's big mike and there's rob keller and those guys have been good to good to me and big mike's brought me into powerlifting Mm -hmm. so like big mike's been one of my best friends since i met him in 2006 um we kind of brought each other back into, we kind of brought each other into the sport because he wasn't involved with it either. We just kind of wanted to get involved together. And, uh, you know, so I got to say, I'd probably at the end of the day, if I had to sit there and think about it, I had to roll with big Mike, you know, just out of loyalties to one of my best friends, you know, and, you know, maybe it wouldn't do a cool meet for a while, but just, just ride, ride it out with big Mike, you know, got to ride it out with big Mike. (laughs) Is it going to be a nonprofit or like, what's the deal? Is it, is it just- <laughs> I don't know. That's what people are talking about. Like, you know, like that's the thing. USAPL does a re- USAPL is really great because they did all these big meets. And the reason why they were able to do these huge meets and, and huge productions is because they would either lose money or not make money. Yeah. Like the Arnold, they like lost money. Usually they used to, yeah. right? Yes. 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 Um, nationals, I think is always a break even thing for them. They'll spend every dollar they bring in, which is a really good quality. If you're looking for, you know, if, if you're looking for that, it's a really good what's quality of an organization. Lifters? Yeah. What's, what's, you know, what's best for the lifters and growing. The and I don't think that's going to change. That's not going to change. They're still a nonprofit. I, I don't know the details of powerful America. I think when some of this stuff clears up, we'll have Mike on to talk about it, mm-hmm. but, um, it might be a while, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But I like to, because I mean, at every level of USAPL, other than national events, people are trying to make money. Okay. And that's including Dan Gordo, Big Mike of the past, Rob Keller of the past, Steve Mann. Um, you know, there's very seldom I heard stories of people trying, not caring about making money for running a local meet. Well, and that's that guy like in, in, in uh, what, Virginia or something? He's spending someone else's money. I think. I think it's like, you know, John Downing with Collegiates 2019. That was a huge meet that was run by a sole proprietor who broke even at best. And, um, and you know, the USAPL really screwed him out of 
any money he was going to make and took it. And so there, you know, there, there's all these little micro, you know, situations that, you know, USAPL is good. USAPL bad. You don't know because it's such a big organization. There's so many things going on. Um, so John Downing didn't care about making money at a huge meet that he was a sole proprietor of. And then Eric Cordero in Massachusetts, he doesn't give a shit. He usually spends all the money. So, cause he actually just pays volunteers and shit, <laughs> but every other, you know, Wes Zunker runs a ton of meets in Texas and people like his meets, but he's trying to make money. It's his business. You know, he owns a gym and he runs and you competitions. Can't blame, you can't blame people. I mean, it's a lot, it's a lot of logistics, a lot of time, a lot of, a lot of work to make, you know, and then yeah, like so, getting like rich off of it. So Powerlifting America is a non, not, not a nonprofit. Is that really a deal breaker no, for everybody? No, let's let's be honest. <laughs> the people who run USA Powerlifting, it's a nonprofit organization, but they're making money and yeah. they're making they're being compensated for their time. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it, but let's not think that Larry, Priscilla, Dan, they're, that they're doing all this stuff for free. No, no, it's not charity. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a problem with people being compensated for that time. We're we're. You know, when you're 20 years old, you might be like, oh, that's crazy. They're making $90,000. But when you're our age and, and you, you know, you know what it's like to be part of a corporate entity or a consultant and you know your time is valuable, you don't have a problem with this type of stuff. Yeah. So whether it's a nonprofit or not, it doesn't matter. People are trying to, people are being compensated for their time. So, you know, I don't have an issue with however it goes forward. Yeah, me too. I'll just, <laughs> but people will talk about that. That's, yeah. that's what the USAPL people, the ones who are making the fake websites and, <laughs> and shit, that's the first thing they're going to gravitate towards. So, yeah. you know, if you're trying to make a decision, just think about it critically, you know? Yeah. Big Mike's got enough Bitcoin, you know, he doesn't need the money. He's got enough, <laughs> He's got enough Cardano. Dude, we got to do a pod where you just talk about crypto one day. <laughs> Turn this into a half a half investing show. Solana. <laughs> Solana's the the Ethereum killer that's I, I had like a five X on it. It's pretty it's pretty it's pretty nice. Yeah, don't buy now, dude. Yeah, but it's 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 like a it's gonna be one of those, you know, blue chippers. Chip. It's gonna be a blue chip, you think? It's a, it's I saw when it, it jumped up to like two something and everybody yeah. was freaking out. I still like amp. Amp's amp's still good. You're amped up. Yeah, it's, it had a little pop, but I, I, I'm I'm hodling. I'm hodling the amp. Yeah, you gotta it's hodl. It's like the credit card killer. You know, the, the quick, cheap transactions. Yeah. They got some partnerships going. I like it. I think we gotta I think we gotta do an episode one day, talk about our talk about our stuff. Yeah. Well, I think we just gotta <laughs> just talk. Just just fucking you know, I like talking about the mice. <laughs> you you want to do an episode that's not powerlifting at all? Yeah, just talk, just talk shit. I mean, we talk about powerlifting half the time, you know. But we should probably do some predictions, you know. Yeah, because I got some, some stuff to do before I leave, so let's get through this. Yeah, I haven't. I just woke up right before this, so I gotta like I gotta <laughs> coffee. I gotta eat something. I might do some benching. Dude, I got this, you. We'll get through this quick. This Is there any way you can just you can enable dude. screen sharing? Um should be able to yeah what you want to share the nominations yeah yeah i can i can share that probably or you can share i have them up but the last couple pods you've had a screen sharing disabled i don't know why it didn't work but you can see oh there you go you have screen, right yeah yeah Sergey Fedosenko, right. 59 kg, go go go, <laughs> dude. We're talking about we're talking about women, dude. Stop. Oh. 
<laughs> you got to give the women <laughs> their fair. You got to give the women oh, I had them open their in a due. different tab, actually. But I, no, I, it's okay. Let's stay on the women. Over. Let's stay on the women. Um, all, right. all right. 47 kilos. This is a really good class. And, you know, Chen Wei Ling is not there. She's retired, I think, at this point. And uh, Fukushima Yukako is an, is an older lifter still but it's still been dominating Jesus, and uh yeah yeah wow. she's really great um she's won a lot of ipf worlds and uh i think she won the last world games but um you know she has a 30 key advantage here i think you know you got to give it to her see this is where i'd like to see some you know like heather connor get into gear and, and see what happens because she's tolling 400 keys raw you know like i would love to see that but again you know yukako is the goat here so all right yukako 47 kg keep going 52 52 so i know natalia Solonikova. she's lifted a lot but i've never seen this this russian girl who's 32 she's close to my age I can't say that name. Stidkova. I mean, I'm not going to pick her because I've never seen her. You know? Um, I'm going to go with Solonikova. And then second, I'm going to go with Anastasia from Ukraine. And then third, I'm going to go with this young Russian girl. I just, I just never seen her. I don't know who she is. All right. That happens, though. They, find, they keep finding new equipped lifters. She lifted in Dubai. All right. Scroll. I'm scrolling. Is it frozen? Yeah. 57. Sorry, right. I have it on my screen too. 57. This is a tough one. I like Erica Bueno a lot. She's a cool, she's a cool person. Um, and Ellie Steele is really good. Wow, this is a really close class. Yeah, this is this is neck and neck. Kimmy Johnson's in there. Yeah. U.S. Virgin Islands. <clears throat> I mean, the Russians just don't know how to lose, dude. They don't know how to lose. I think I got to go with Daniela. Number one, if you recall, that's Taylor Dostrapel used to lift against her in the juniors. Mm -hmm. So she talked about the rivalry with her. And I'm going to go with Erica in second, and I'm going to go with Kimmy Johnson in third. Okay. I think I seen Kimmy Johnson putting up some decent numbers in the gym. I saw a big bench. So hopefully she's been getting a little help from Andy. Yeah. Not too much. <laughs> Not too much. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> 63. This is a good one. 63. This one is going to be on Eurosport Live. This is one of the primetime sessions. And the funny part about these primetime sessions is like, you see how there's um, 12 lifters in the 63s? Yep. So they're doing a flight of eight for Eurosport Live mm -hmm. because that's their like limit and they're it's a live show. So obviously they're trying to do it in, let's say, two and a half hours or three hours. It's going to be a shit show. Unfortunately, I'm in one of these sessions. So they're doing this flight of eight. And for 9, 10, 11, 12, those four poor females have to do a flight of four in a different session. Damn. They can't. Yeah. They're not going to combine the weight classes of like the like the like the B. Flight. Well, for the Eurosport Live, it will be constant action. They'll have eight 
63s and they're going to have eight men from the 83 kilo class. So Newt will be in there, but anything over eight, they do a flight in the morning and they, what I know about IPF world is they never mix men and women in a flight. Okay. They'll mix it in a session, but they'll never mix in the flight. So basically they'll run like two flights of four to get these classes done in the morning. So it's only one weight class a day though, for each um no they usually do they usually do four weight classes a day or up to up to four yeah so i'm saying like in the morning with that flight of four like they wouldn't combine you know two female weight classes or something put put those four into like the 57s or something maybe maybe but i i read a preliminary schedule it looks like there's going to be some odd flights that come out of this yeah, Eurosport thing. It's kind of unfortunate. We'll see. Flight we'll... of four. You can't have a flight of four. It's happened before. Jeez. It's happened. I've seen it. I was in like a flight of five or six when I did Junior Worlds, and it sucked. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, hopefully you not that. you sit down and you just get wrapped, and then you sit down and you just get wrapped again, and then it's and then you bombed out, and you don't even realize what happened. <laughs> <laughs> That's my recollection of it. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sixty threes, which will be on Eurosport Live on Wednesday night. <clears throat> um, I think Carola Guerra takes it this year. I said it last, the, in Dubai too. We didn't have a pod back then, but I was high on Carola Guerra. Yeah. But she just, her numbers have just gotten so insane. I mean, she knows what's coming down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. So Larissa Soloviova, who's won like, I don't know. Legend. Well, she's won four world games. That's, that's insane. Four world games. She's one of the greatest world game athletes of all time, and she's won like double digit world straight. I don't, I don't want to count them, but the last time she got second was two thousand eight. Mm. So she's won a dozen worlds straight. Have but you, have you been seeing Taylor's training though? She's growing into this weight class, right? Well, yeah, I think I think Taylor could come up and get second. Yeah, I think the last couple times I've seen Larissa lift, she's really great, but she. She's starting to fall apart a little bit. I think physically, she usually has some physical, I mean, visible signs of a, of an injury on the hips or leg or back, but she lives through it because she's a mean Ukrainian woman. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think Taylor is looking good. So I'm going to go with Corolla. This is bold. Corolla, Taylor, and then Larissa. All right. I'm probably going to get screwed for this. Larissa will probably win, but well, I don't know. <laughs> that's what i gotta put I mean, on paper it's dude. so it's so much harder for equipped it's so hard yeah it's hard shit shit happens and the ukrainians just know their shit it's like you a know? couple attempts one, one one two attempts you know all right 69 kilos this is a good this one for another, us another good one huh all right what i will say i know about this one is that the girl who's ahead of kelsey in second <clears throat> stephanie krueger that's a that's a total she did at 76 yeah so I think it's a little, you know, one of my, and I said this in a lot in one of the other pods, like one of my big problems with, uh, is that the world nominations aren't vetted. They're all, they're all messed up. People put on, people put in bloated totals to try and make sure they're in the top flight or whatever. People it, put in stank it, ones too, to try to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. People put in fake, people put in light ones, heavy ones. They, they gotta just, just go back and look at these lifters results and, and check it like yeah, that's a lot if, of, that's a lot of legwork to go in for every lifter and like have them well, actually they do it for a thousand lifter meets in the u.s they should be able to do it for this right yeah. the database well regardless 
regardless, we have database, uh, database management. Well, I mean, look at this. Goodlift is not a bad. Goodlift is a database. If you yeah. click on any lifters' names, you can see results. Yeah, it's just you, download, you know you can download probably the file, right? It's just you don't have the national results in here, but um, you know you can do a little bit. I mean, there's some things. If it looks off, you should look at it. You know, um, like you know, Ahmed's our boy, but he put in a 500 kilo squat as his qualifying squat. I mean, if if someone squatted 500 kilos in a competition, you know, everybody in the world would know about it. So. I didn't just saying okay. i don't have a problem with that i have a problem with another guy who put a total in higher than mine and he's not even close we'll get there <laughs> yeah so for the 69s obviously i don't think this girl stephanie krueger is going to place uh, ahead of kelsey yeah. um i even think the norwegian uh eileen skalberg might might have a chance at third mm -hmm. she's a good she's a good good equipped lifter and that's a real total so there'll be a little fight for third there but i think it's between anna and kelsey for uh first place and you know you know you know what i'm gonna do i gotta pick kelsey yeah we gotta <sighs> so i don't know that 225 deadlift from anna castellan i don't even believe that so i, mean, I don't know where it happened we know Kelsey's good for, she's good for some more on the on the squat and the bench always. Yeah, I mean these are stuff. Yeah, this is it's stuff from be, nationals. It's gonna be, you know, she, she's gotta. It's gotta be every lift. You know, it's gonna come down every yeah. attempt. That's that's gonna be yep. a, a really close one. Yeah, right. I th I think I gotta go with Kelsey, then Anna, and then Eileen Scalberg. Mm-hmm. Got a roof, got a roof for coach. Um, 76 kilos, I think. Deservedly so. I think it's been a long time coming. Marta will, will win this one. She's been second or third a lot of times in the 72. I think this uh, 76 class is, is really good for her. I mean, we, we obviously talked to her. Um, and it looks like she has a decent lead going in. Um, I don't know a lot about this. 20 year old polish lifter 19 year old polish lifter but you got to go with the experience um antonina marchenko she's a great lifter but you know she, i've seen her lift so many times i mean she's not going to pull anything crazy out of her hat you know she was very very good um 10 years ago took a break had some children and she's come back and she's still very very good but I mean, these numbers she put in, is, is, it's what she's going to do. She's never going to shock you with crazy numbers. I mean, maybe gaining four kilos of body weight will help her a little bit, but Martha's got a pretty good cushion. What do you think about Chloe? On there? Dublin, though? I think Chloe's going to come up and, and possibly place, uh, and, and will definitely medal. Yeah. I'm sure of it. Because, because she's dick Because these numbers. It's all, yeah. all new to her. That's like probably yeah. one of her, you know, just she hasn't been in equipment that long, right? She told that 592 at uh, Equip Nationals in Daytona, and she, she trained in equipment a little bit. And obviously, after making the decision to go USVI um, and continue to train equipment, I think her total, it could go up, it could go up 5% easily to 630, you know? Yeah. So I think she's got a really good chance to come in second or third. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm excited about that one. That's going to be a great class, new class. We'll see a lot of world records because that's what happens when you compete a new class the first year at Open Worlds. See a bunch of world records. Um, 84, that would be a really good one. <laughs> uh, Rhea Stin, reigning world champion there. Um, Tatiana Melnik is a really, really good um, Ukrainian lifter who's won Europeans, European Open, Junior Worlds twice, European Bench Open. Um, but she's never won an Open. Oh, no, she won. Wow. She won the equipped. She won an Open Worlds at a different weight class at 63. Either way. That's going to be a good one. But I think Rhea is going to take it. She's just super strong. And her bench is like crazy. Bench bench. Is yeah. So um, Aki Timbers is a good lifter to watch. I like watching her. She she pulls a lot. So I think how it is is how it's going to end. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't seen much of the of Anna Sorley from uh, – Norway, but I know Heidi. She's a she's a another fifty plus year old lifter. She's great, but her numbers are kind of capped where they are. Yeah. Um, so I think it's kind of going to end how it's one, two, three right now. Pulling for Rhea, um, and then we eighty four plus. You know, no Bonica, no Bonica, wide open. No, no, no Becca. No Becca, yeah, crazy. Becca. Becca's busy. Becky, yeah, Becky's busy. Rebecca, Becky, she's busy. Bonica's hanging out. Didn't didn't make it through the USVI gates. <laughs> so and uh, the, the home, I don't know. I mean, field, I, the home field worlds, you know, wide open. Yeah, Hildeborg, I've seen lift a lot. She might have been the first natural female to bench five hundred pounds in a meet. Um, as you can see, her nomination is a five thirteen bench. She is another one who, you know, I guess this happens with female lifters and it's great, but she was really, really good meddling at worlds consistently. Um, she bombed out of 2016 worlds. So she didn't get a world games invite for 2017. I think she had a child and she came back. She actually lost some weight from where she was at her, her previous competition weight, but her numbers seem like they're climbing back up to where they used to be. So um, I think she's going to take it. You know, I see uh, Elijah Strick, number four. That's a, uh, that this, you know, if, if you've been paying attention to Quit Powerfully in the last 20 years, you should know who she is. She previously lived in the 84. She would walk on the stage, you know, Nice, nice, nice lady. I've talked to her a million times. I've talked to her coaches. She's great, but she she's notorious coming in, you know, like a like a men's haircut and jack to the fucking gills. Looks like a pro bodybuilder. You know, so everybody's always been trying to figure out like what's going on here. <laughs> like, like she looks like fucking, you know, Jay Cutler, dude. Like it's insane. Um She's super strong. She's been around a long time, passed so many drug tests. I think she's she might be a genetic freak, but mm -hmm. she uh, is a freaky looking lifter. But she is moving up to the 84s, and she's 40 
eight years old now. So, wow. you know, I don't, I don't expect a lot of shakeups. I mean, the thing about these predictions is there will be bombs, you know, mm-hmm. there's always bombs. So we'll see. Yep. All right. So overall we'll switch over to men's so overall. Oh, you want me to pick best lifter? Best lifter. Corolla Guerra. Yeah. I think, I think a, a couple of the best lifters can come from that class. Like it could be like Corolla, Larissa, and Taylor, like yeah. all have higher scores than everybody else. I don't know. I, I don't have experience with the dots right now or whatever they're using IPF score. I haven't seen it in action, but I think, I think it's going to favor those middle classes. And uh, I think at, I think probably two, two of the top three, will come out of there out of 63 is for score yeah. so right. we on the men's my screen refresh no dude i've been looking i've been looking Am at the 47s <laughs> you're sharing i've just been looking at the 47s on the screen unshare and reshare oh i'm, I'm sharing the wrong screen <laughs> <laughs> our viewers were, were going blind there i thought maybe it was just me sharing the wrong shit (laughs) here you go here we are that's much better dude i thought like it was just like it was just like slow you should have told me (laughs) dude i tried to and i was like you know maybe it's my internet um so 59 kilos fedesenko as long as he's he's still in it he's taking it so the thing about this class is interesting. If you watch these guys, they're fucking loud, dude. They get crazy. Like oh, yeah, Franklin Leon. Yeah. The Ecuadorians love screaming. I mean, I gotta be pulling for Chris Tran. I mean, it's not looking good for him, but to, to place top three, but I, I like to see him, you know, there, w- there will be bombs, you know, guys have bombed like this Leon Franklin guy. He, he has gone apeshit before trying to fucking beat Fetty. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so Tran, if, I'd like to see Tran sneak into fourth because then you pretty much got a good shot, shot at the World Games if you're sitting in fourth. And he's sitting in fifth right now, so we'll see. But Fedosenko is going to put on a little clinic. I mean, he doesn't bomb. He, he doesn't bomb. He doesn't really miss that many lifts. It's tough. Yeah. I haven't seen, you know, I was really hopeful years ago. There's a guy named Dalton Laco who was lifting in, like, Pennsylvania area who looked like he was going to grow into – a body that was going to beat Fedosenko when he matured. And uh, I don't think he's been lifted much, but he broke uh, Fedosenko's raw deadlift world record as like a teenager um, when he lifted at like junior or sub junior raw worlds. And then Fedosenko like chipped it, you know, a few days later in the open session, but still that was really impressive. And, you know, he had won multiple um, collegiates and junior worlds in equipment. So I thought this kid was going <clears> to <throat> grow into it, but, I haven't seen him doing much maybe since COVID started. I don't know, but yeah, but we, we until, of, until yeah. someone comes out of the woodwork, it's Fedosenko is going to keep going. Yeah. We, we were hanging out with Steve, man. We had talked to you a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. 66. 66, Black man. An Albagetti. <laughs> This is one where, like, I wish Char- so, wish Charles so Ak- Akpoko after, was still there. It's so close after after 
glad kick like yeah like glad kick glad kick got his ass beat got his ass beat raw i believe yeah by charles a few years ago in canada um and uh but yeah equipped he's not really touchable you know and uh hassan al-baghetti 46 years old he's getting up there but he's still always has a chance at the end because he he is the current world record deadlift holder i believe um great dude but you know getting older and and even sung sing hey he's uh he's actually referee in my session so we're only going to speak good of this man he also gave me a pin one year i have a chinese taipei lifting pin on my jacket which is really cool but um you know these guys it's just like it's so it's so much ground to make up I think they'll finish in second and third. I think this Polish guy, the Polish guys, you know, they put in crazy qualifying. I don't know if this guy, Marius Gratowski, can actually do that. Sataki's interesting because he's typically was lifting at 59 and he's moving up. So he could make a run. It'll be a little battle for second and third. It'll be interesting. We got a roof for Sataki, man. Sending us care packages from Japan. Oh, actually, by the way. Mr. Jambo. Yeah, Mr. Jambo. But uh, no, th- w- I ordered some uh, some uh, what TXP sweatpants like a couple years ago. I remember this. Yeah, I think um, I think they're gonna be in Norway. Oh, okay. You want me to grab them for you? Have to touch base. I think I ordered some for you. I don't know if they're gonna fit you, but oh, that's sick. All right. Yeah. Well, all right, we'll be rooting for Sataki, but it's basically a virtual dead tie between second and fifth. I mean, yeah. so if we have to make it official, I'll go Sergey Gladkick, Sung Sing Hey, second, Sataki in third, and Hassan El Bagetti in fourth. I like it. Yeah, Hassan's Hassan's great, but I mean, I I I gotta go with like common sense. Like this guy, forty six years old, you know, these young guys better fucking step it up. Yeah. 74 kilo. We got Kiel Ijel Bakalint. He's up there. He's not going to be easy to beat. Also, the last time we lifted in Stavanger eight years ago, he was an 83 kilo lifter and he enjoyed the home field advantage. He shouldn't have won that class. There were some really good lifters who, like Jose Castillo, who later popped and is suspended for life, shit like that. But he beat those guys straight up. He pulled like something crazy to, to lock it in at 83. And uh, I don't think he's done. It. Well, no, he he's uh, he beat Oleg, didn't he? In Dubai, yeah, he he yeah. won. He he won in Dubai. You know, he competed the year before that in Sweden, and he was talking about beating Oleg, but he actually came in third. And then last, you know, two years ago at uh. Yo, click on click on Kiel's uh, name. This is hilarious. Click on his name. Look at that picture. <laughs> USA powerlifting sweater. <laughs> That's good stuff. Anyway, he pulled it off last year. Beat Oleg. People call him the Legend Slayer. But again, Oleg's forty-seven. Wait. So you got to think: How long can you squat? Yeah. How long can a forty-seven-year-old squat eight hundred pounds? So Olex actually nominated a third behind Luke Homer, which is a kid that 
you know, Mayhar keeps sending me videos of, I don't really know what's good at 74 or not in training. And it's like a straps down squad or something like, dude, I, I don't really care. Um, this Luke Homer kid seems talented. He's obviously really young, 1996. So we'll be rooting for him. He seems like a nice kid. His training vision. And he, he posted, did you see this? He posted the other day, all his like bails and like of his equipped training cycle. No, I got to see this. <laughs> you check that out. This kid, he like dumped a squat on the safeties. He like passed out during a deadlift and went flying. And he like dumped a bench and a spotter saved him. And he was just like kind of posting it like, yeah, equipped lifting is pretty crazy, huh? So I, I did enjoy like the sentiment of the video because he was kind of like, you know, making fun. He, it wasn't like, a, you know, woe is me post. He was kind of like saying, this is just how it goes. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. I liked the kid. Hopefully I get to meet him. I'm going to be there the whole week. So, you know, the one thing I might not catch is Monday's lifting, which is like Fedesenko and Tran, but everything else I expect to take a good look at and, and report back on Alex May on the pod. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Um, Alex, Alex, Alex is, Alex is, you know, thinking about getting in the top four, I think, but these are really good, you know, Sergey Gashinets, he's uh, I believe he used to lift in the 66 class, and they used he used to kind of battle it out with Gladkick, but I think he just decided he's gonna move up. So that'll be interesting to see him. So I expect him to make a play for top three as well. But I think Kiel is gonna take this one, you know. Yeah. He's just he's just really good. He has great leverages. He's just he's he's gifted. He's 30, you know, he's in his prime for a middleweight lifter. He's 33. You know, he's just he's just great. So all right. 83. All right. This isn't this is, is, it is a new tier? Is it new tier? This this is a men's prime time. That they'll be paired. Top eight, these guys will be paired with top eight sixty-threes on Wednesday night. So it'll be really cool to watch. That one I'm definitely not gonna miss. But uh, I really, I really, you know, Newt just, I think I usually see Newt's training. I'm pretty sure he just stopped posting, which probably is a good sign. I think he was just tired of posting exactly what he's going to do every year. Um, You know, he had a really good chance in Dubai, but he placed in fourth. But I think it was like he placed in fourth. There were 12 keys between first and fourth. You know, I'm trying to like remember. The, he had like a, a big, like, was it on a depth call or something, or what? What happened exactly? I mean, no, he had a gold medal squat. Oh. He squatted eight ten. What happened? I think he just he he went for a deadlift and it, it just wasn't. Let's see. I mean, we were. I remember standing right there. Yeah, well, he missed his third squat. He missed two. He missed a bench. He missed all his thirds. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's really hard to win. If you miss every single third, you got to go at least seven for nine, I think, to win a class at Open Worlds. Yeah, but, I, uh, I mean, he lifted great. He lifted great. But, um, you know, just that was a really tough class, I think. So you got to think, like, 927 won it last time. Um, and his QT right now is 918 so i don't think it's a shoe in but obviously i'm gonna pick him to win i don't know who this alexander huber guy is that's a new name to me um because yeah Yeah. he 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all his totals are at 93. So mm. Alexander Huber is not going to be yeah, there. Right. Evgeny um, have something. So, oh, Evgeny. All right. Mikolo Baranek and Evgeny and Vladskik Chorny. These guys will have something to say. These guys are really, these guys are really fucking good, man. Yeah, they're really fucking good. Chorney is, I, I was gonna say he's the youngest one, and he is 1997 birth year, so he's 24. He's he's amazing, dude. He he really is. He's coming up from 74, also. So you got to be careful of that. This kid's getting bigger. Mm-hmm. He's super strong. I've seen some of his raw training. Really crazy for a guy this body weight. Um, I mean, it's really hard. I don't even know his Instagram handle off the top of my head, but he's just not a lot of people follow him because not a lot of people know him, but he posts some really crazy stuff. So I got to think I'm going to go with Newt and then I'm going to go with Evgeny and I'm going to go with Chorney and then Mikola Baranek. And I don't think this guy, Alexander Huber is going to, I mean, that's the stuff that pisses me off. Like someone like me, who's just like a fellow athlete and a pretty big fan of powerlifting, but like, I'm not involved in the organization at all. I see that name. I see the total. And I knew without even knowing this guy that it was a fraud. So that's what I'm saying about, you know, just have someone look over the nominations for Christ's sake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. We're moving up. Let's like, it took us a while to get here, but we're here. 93s. We're getting close. The Johnsons <laughs> are in the house. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to, you know, that's a crazy fucking total. Oh, like Dimitri and Zarkin has won so many times, but you know, but I guess this, this guy, Musenko, who I think he just is the one who did a crazy world record at bench worlds. Mm. So he's figured out something with the bench shirt that is just giving him a huge advantage. 51. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I think he just did like, he just did, I'm pretty sure he just did like 375.5 at, at bench worlds. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's the same guy. Yeah. Hard to touch him. I mean, this is probably how it's going to finish is how it is, but Yo, Noah, I'm hoping Noah's that not Noah's not going. That's oh. the Johnson's isn't a thing. Oh. Noah didn't want to, Noah didn't want to take the dive. It's funny. Cause Kimmy did, but he didn't. It's just strange. I don't know why he didn't, why he didn't come on. But Greg's there. Greg's competitive, man. Sixth place. I mean, David Coinbra's there. He's a really solid lifter. He it's really bad. He had a he had a chance to win in Sweden. And uh or was it Dubai? No, in Dubai. He had a chance to win. And he opened his deadlift really heavy. And he bombed out. It was really sad to see. He's been like he lives his what I know about that guy is that he lives his life for uh for powerlifting. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna be formidable. That's all I'm saying. No, Greg, Greg's gonna have a tough road to top five. These guys are all these are all legitimate tools. Even Nikki Lentz from Denmark, you know, big squatter. We've seen big squats from him at Europeans and in training. Mm-hmm. So I think it's gonna, you know, the thing is with this one, when you have a guy who, you know. Musienko, who's probably going to open his bench above 330 at 93. What is that? A 70% chance he bombs out, just just to be fair. Maybe. 
the dog. So I don't know, man. It's hard to predict, but I think it's going to finish kind of how it's sitting. Um, then we got a good one, 105. This is this is where shit gets interesting. Yeah, I mean, Ian Bell representing U.S. Virgin Islands slash Japan slash United States of America. Man of many origins. International man of mystery, power. I mean, the thing with Ian is it's like his squat has gone up so much recently. Yeah. And he's really been just like keeping his bench around 600 pounds where that's really all he needs to do that when he has the last deadlift, which he will, mm-hmm. it's not going to be, good. it's not, he's not going to be able to be easily beaten. You got a favorite Ian here. He's looking good. So yeah. A lifter I love to watch is um, <clears throat> the guy in four, Sergei Mashinkov. He's great, dude. He, uh, he won in Dubai. He took like a 30 kilo jump to his third deadlift. And uh, no one expected him to make it. And then he just made it. Wow. <laughs> and then he won. So that was pretty cool to watch. Um, I like watching his attempt. But actually, yeah, I mean, this is what, you know why? It's like this is one of the, I, the first open worlds I ever did. He was like battling with somebody else in the 93s and ended up taking second. And like Konovalov was in the crowd, like going crazy. Mm. And I was in the crowd because Luis and Charlie Connor were lifting. And so I just like remember that I've I've always watched this guy because like one of the first lifters I was like oh shit and I was like well he's I was like he's Kanavalov's Luis you know (laughs) 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 and I'm Luis's Kanavalov like so but I think uh, obviously Ian's gonna take that one one twenties see it's good we don't have Scott on because we can't ask him to talk about it yeah it's just you don't want to tempt the gods. But Baikov is fucking good, man. He's super good. Yeah, I mean, me and you, and we, we've talked about this uh, guy, Gorichev. Mm-hmm. And um, he's a really good junior lifter. And the last time I saw him lifted open worlds, he bombed the squat pretty, pretty crazy, pretty gloriously. I don't know if the, these numbers put him in really good contention, but I don't know. I've just never really seen him lift great. So I would think that Rubit slides in the second. Yang Sen in third. Goryachev fourth. Oh, and Tony Cliff is this class is crazy. Yeah, Tony Cliff. Well, let's look at Dubai. What happened there? Well, Tony Cliff didn't make a squat. It was pretty bad. He's open too heavy. Tony Cliff bomb. Damn. Yeah, there's Quint Meyer and Scott and Yang Sen. Amandas Palaskis originally got second, but popped. It's a very different lineup. Well, Rubitz moved up a class. So I think it's going to go Baikov, Rubitz, Tony Cliff. Yang Sen, Scott, Gorichev, mm-hmm. Sofian Belkasir. If I hit that, dude, that's like when you when that's like the trifecta at the horse track, dude. Yeah, that's a, that's a serious parlay. I wish we I just went six deep. I just went six deep. I wish we could bet on this, dude. I bet I bet on the UFC last night. I got smoked. 
<laughs> that's what happens dude did you did you have to vpn or did you like go uh, across the border I drive across the, i i drive to the gas station down the road i'm in new hampshire so the, the FanDuel or DraftKings works that's hilarious yeah literally like three minutes away <laughs> yeah all right then we got the last one the 120s 120 plus mm-hmm mm-hmm I don't know. I'm not saying anything, dude. Kind of all out. It's in the God's know. hands. From what we've been seeing, I don't know. Like he kind of got smoked at Raw, and his what was that training squad we just saw? Like there, it looked. It was weird. hard for me to count the plates, but it was like he he was wearing like a weird loose looking suit with like thin straps and like the logo on the back. I don't think that that's his. I think he's like. Okay. I thought he. I thought he might have been posting it as like. A stank. He's. A stanky, yeah. Like yeah. he he does some loose suit training like a week out. Yeah, but it was four hundred kilos and it was hard. Yeah. So I don't and, think he's gonna so come. I think this, he's not gonna come with that. Where's Shevchenko's uh, total from? That's actually from Europeans. That's from this Europeans. year, I think. He won Europeans, did eleven thirty-five. That was in uh, March. So I mean, pretty legitimate. He's just he's born in nineteen ninety five. You gotta think he's gonna come with something, something to say. Oh, mm-hmm. Julian Julian's gonna have that last licks that Yeah. It's looking like some stout <laughs> competition, man. It's tight. It's tight. It's kinda like it's almost like, you know, yeah, obviously with Blaine not being there, it makes this way more exciting. I mean Yeah. You know, I'm in there at 11:15, but you know, I've totaled a few times, totaled twice. I've totaled more than Kanavalov's qualifying total, but yeah. he's probably totaled more than that 12 times. So, yeah. I mean, it's just weird. You know, he just put in whatever total he yeah. did it at Russian National. It's really the swings in super heavyweights are crazy. Like, you know, if Blaine or Konovalov had an off day, they would be a hundred keys under their PR total. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? They're so weird, they're weird, to- weird totals. And it, if I, I have an Med, off day, I'm like 50 yeah. keys under. Yeah, Med's total is going to be. It, it, I mean, I don't know what these bench, numbers are. Yeah, he put in. <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on with the bench there? I, I, I mean, he you know he benched 310 at nationals, but you know training he he had like a 351 board. His bench is looking really good. Yeah, uh, the squad he already put in 500. You know, the only one that's really not legitimate is Carlos Campos. He's not going to yeah. finish ahead of of anybody. It's hard to say, but what, because, he did yeah. that. He he'll did probably, that to make sure he was in the best flight. Yeah, he'll probably be like you know out of the top. Ray Bowring's going to have a big squat, but he's not. Yeah. He's not ready for the total. No, man, this is so hard. Hmm. It really, it really depends on what kind of. I'm not going to give up, a, right? a solid prediction, but I will tell you that. I think you're going to get top three. My goal is to medal, and yeah. any any color, obviously, you try for the the top color. Yeah. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I think anything can happen. Like if Conovalov totals 1200, which is well within, yeah. you know, his capabilities, I'm not going to be trying to beat him. It really just depends what version of these guys shows up and you know it's it's hard with a year we haven't seen these guys in two years um you know people are putting in totals that never happened lifts that never happened um 
Ahmed's like improving super quick. Andre as well. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's weird. You know, I, you know, you know, me, I have a range of, you know, between 1100 and 1170, which de- just depends on how you perform on meet day. Yeah. And you know, that's, that's powerlifting, but it's not like if you have a bad day in raw where your total is 20 keys less than it, it was at your last meet. And you're like, Oh, I didn't have the meat I wanted. You have a bad day. You're, you're looking at 150 pounds that you left on the table. So it's really hard to predict this one, especially. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to do a prediction. Well, I'm just, I think kind of all of is he's, he's looking like he's looking weird. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think he's going to put out a dominant total. I think the door is going to be open, you know? Yeah. But I will say this. He's, he's a gamer. He, he has only lost one of these meets once to Blaine. And that was in Dubai. And, you know, from their side, he didn't, he doesn't even think he lost. He doesn't think Blaine made a bench that day. Yeah. So in his mind, he doesn't lose. He doesn't know how to lose. I don't think, you know, that was his first classic worlds. I don't know if he really, if that's his thing, but what his thing is, is, is this. So, you know, last time we lifted in Norway, he was, you know, people were wondering if Carling Var or or Testov was going to win and Konovalov just beat the pulp out of both of them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the thing is for these guys, travel's a lot easier for these guys. You know, it sucks for, you know, Ahmed and me, even Carlos Campos. The travel sucks. Yeah. Ray Boring's coming from Nebraska. I mean, you're going, you know, out, so, there. You're going out there Sunday, you know. Is it enough time, you know, enough time for your body? To get yeah, it's to plenty it? of time. It's plenty of time. I'll be fine. I mean, right. but I'm just saying it's, it depends it's on easy version. for these guys. You know, I think we can tell Ahmed, hopefully he squats the world record squat, you know, and I think mm-hmm. his bench has been looking really good. I'm hopeful that he benches, he PRs his bench, you know, or not, well, wouldn't be necessarily a PR, right? What? what, what I think it would be. Yeah. I hope I hope that he PRs a bench, but he's benched like three twenty five would yeah. be is his current PR. Yeah, um, but I don't know. I I, I think it depends on what Joe comes. You know, what depends, what, dude. What, you know, you're you're injured, kind of. Like you're. I don't know. Like I know you're. I don't know if it's been a strength a, is there, and your yeah. the strength looks like it's there, but like if you got to like stay in one piece through the squats, you know. Yeah, that's really what happened at nationals. It's like um, squatted really well, but I, but aggravated my hamstring and I couldn't pull. And so, you know, if I can get through the squats, then I think I'll be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that's that's a tall task to get through three squats. It's going to be a quick flight. Um, hopefully, I'm moving through some weights and not retaking any attempts. Yep. But uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, you know, being injured, it's like it, this training cycle. It was like. I don't know if it's a blessing, but like, I didn't try anything crazy. Didn't grind any lifts, made like a conservative plan, just executed my training lifts and things look good. So you have to, I have to rely on the peak right now and yeah. rely on the, the Babel carb up. Well, I think you should be able to bench a PR. Um, I hope so. You know, I hope you bench a PR and, and I think the other numbers, they shouldn't be too far off. So like, on a on a good day, if you actually fucking execute, don't be a little bitch. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing, the coaching staff in Dubai was like, yeah, you looked really good every time, you know, at nationals or the one time world was in the U S or, you know, at the Arnold or anything in North America. He's like, we fly your ass cr- across the Atlantic and you turn purple and you lift like shit. So I got to figure out a way to got to figure out a way to get my salts. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the strength, the strength will be there. You'll be all right. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. I think the, the, three, Dubai was, fru- Dubai was frustrating. I go back and look at those squat attempts and <clears throat> it's like it, you can squat 430 effortlessly like that, but obviously I'd hurt myself in the warmth room and things just didn't go my way. But I think, that would have been a really that would have been a really great meet to show you know you guys and you know anybody else who cares that I can perform on a on an international stage but you know that was just really unlucky but it kind of just kept the ball rolling on you know it's I think that was three straight worlds where it really came out and just didn't hit any good squats so it kind of sucked 17 18 and 19 just weren't good for me and and it's funny because previous to that everybody was like oh Capolino is like an attempt maker but the past three worlds that hasn't happened, but, uh, you know, it's, it's Matt, it's, it's, it's not in my head. You know, I know every attempt is, is like a singular event. You just got to approach it with a good mindset. And I think the good thing about this training cycle is like everything I planned to do, I did, I didn't change anything and, um, no mishaps, no struggles, no re-injuries. I just yeah. managed myself well. And I know from prior experience that like, if I do certain numbers in the gym, I can expect X amount on the platform. So mm-hmm. um, I feel good about it. Yeah. Yeah. I see, I see you in the top three. You know, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. You better make attempts, dude. That's it. That's, it <laughs> That's all it is, man. I got to like call Matt Gary and just tell him, Tell him to tell me. You got to make a wrapping you. Yeah, that's another thing, dude. You're gonna have to try to get down there, dude. I know. I know. I gotta. I need you to like text me the morning of and be like, break your wraps. Yeah. (laughs) 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 It's it's gonna be a fucking crazy, a a crazy fucking flight. Uh, Eight eight men. Eight big, big, fat, rotund men. Purple, dude. I want to be the wettest man in powerlifting. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's it, man. If I can, if I can avoid turning purple, I think it'll go well. If I turn, if you see me come out from my opener, I'm already purple. Just turn, turn off the TV. (laughs) (laughs) Why you turn purple so bad? I don't know, but in Dubai, like I took like my last warm up and I was already just like, like purple. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's like once I hurt my hip, my blood pressure, I was so stressed. My blood pressure was so high. I got to stay calm, dude. I don't even take, I don't even use ammonia. And then nationals didn't even take any caffeine or use any ammonia. I'm just trying to, I got to stay level and focused to execute. I like hype up doesn't work. Yeah. You should still take caffeine. <laughs> no i forgot to i i brought some nitrous to the venue to take at daytona and like we started warming up and i just forgot yeah. to take it and then i still was so amped during my squats i was like yeah i didn't even need that shit yeah. <laughs> so. creatine. just take your creatine take your caffeine you yeah i got my creatine. I've, I've been taking five grams of creatine a day Good. 
since since the summer since he told me that I'm an idiot. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's All it, right. man. That's it. That's that's everything. All right. I gotta get ready to go. You gotta go. Dude. Yeah. Good pod. We'll uh we'll talk on the other side, on the other end of it. Yeah. Let me know when you get in there. It'll be, actually you're gonna be, be in there like in the morning, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll me and you'll see me and Scott. Well, me and Scott will be texting you guys. All right. Wish everybody good luck for me. I will. Later, dude. All right, later. Safe travels.